welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. Trailblazers, and welcome back to another wonderful episode. I have a very special guest who I cannot wait to introduce you to. Now, this topic is something that's been a long time coming. Hexes and other misconceptions with the glamour witch Alexis Jackson. Alexis is a spiritual healer, singer, and owner of The Glamour Witch. You can check out her amazing YouTube channel, The Glamour Witch. You can also go to her website, theglamourwitch.com and her IG and TikTok is the Glamour Witch LA, all of which I will post in a description for this episode. Alexis, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. And I really have to give a shout out to technology. I mean, just, <laughs> <laughs> just, um, you know, coming from a generation where, you know, 80s slash 90s and you had yes. to you know, like walk down the street or ride your bike to see if, yes. you know, so-and-so could come out to play. Right. And then it was just like, I can connect with anyone anywhere at any time. Oh man. It's Love so it. great. It really is. I, I mean, I grew up in the nineties too. And I remember, you know, having to stand next to the phone because, you know, there was no wireless phone, you know, you, you were in one part of the room. And if you got a, you got a little boyfriend, you had to like hide in the mm-hmm. one corner of the house so you could talk to them. <laughs> I remember all that. And I remember too, when it started to like, like, you know, transform or watch the technology transform and finally being able to get my first cell phone. I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, I'm cool. I'm one of the cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny that you mentioned uh, boyfriends because I remember uh, this was like what eighth grade. And I told this guy, I said, call my house, but then hang up and I'll know where you. And then, uh, I like star 69 you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, star 69. <laughs> right. And for those who don't know, it's like a, it's a redial for whoever called your home. But I forgot that I told him that. So he kept doing it. And then one time, like my mom, she kept picking up, but she caught it before he hung up. And she goes, like, stop calling my damn house. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it was hell. I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, um, so then I think he said something like, oh, um, like, can I speak to Tia? But he was trying to disguise his voice. So my mom said, um, like, who was, she asked me, like, who was that? I'm like, oh, that was Jennifer. There's no Jennifer in my class. And my right. mom's not stupid. She goes, Jennifer has a pretty, uh, what did she say? Like, she didn't say raspy, but uh, like a, a deep voice or something like that. And I, and I don't know. I think I lied and said, like, she had a cord. I don't know. But yeah, she just brought back a memory. <laughs> oh, but she had a cold. <laughs> oh, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's, I, I remember, I distinctly remember hiding in the closet to talk to boys and praying that nobody picked up the phone on the other line and was listening uh on the other side of the house (laughs) or and then when we like my dad was super into computers like we're big tech family so we all I mean there was three computers in the house at some point and I remember doing like uh, instant message and Mm -hmm. like 
you know, I was just and trying to hide my messages so that my, my mom, and my dad didn't find out me talking to some guy, man, the youngest, they won't know. They won't know. <laughs> they don't know. But I, I tell my friends when I do have kids, they're going to be in a heap of trouble because I know all the technology. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's changing rapidly. You got to keep on top of it too. Cause... Yeah, you do have to keep on top of it and know the lingo. Maybe one or two things might slide by, but right. not, not much. Not much. <laughs> but thank you, technology. We, we are so grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I love your name, The Glamour Witch. How did that come about? How, how did you get to this point where you're, you're killing it, you know, on so many platforms oh, and you're you. really into your, your glamour witch essence? So um, funny thing is, is I actually, it was at first I was uh, water bearer healing and I actually still have that account on Instagram. It's private now, but it used to be water bearer healing and I was really you know, into Aquarius energy. When I made my logo, I was like, it's the Aquarian eye. It sees everything that's, that's, you know, transcending what's going. So I had all these weird concepts, you know, and I was just like, you know, it sounded really noble and great and beautiful, but I was like, it doesn't really sound like me, you know? Mm. And if, you know, any of my friends or any person that's kind of like met me in real life and just hung out with me knows I love dressing up. I love, you know, I love a good gown. I love a good outfit. I'm a performer. I'm an artist. And so I, I always kind of bring this like glamorous element. And I do a lot of glamour magic because I perform, you know? So when I would go on stage to sing or I'm even doing a show or a play, I do glamour magic on my makeup, on my clothes, you know, on my voice and potions and sprays and mists and lotions and all different types of stuff and powering my rings and my jewelry. And I was like, I'm more, I'm more of a glamorous witch. You know, I see other witches out there like badass witch, this, this, and this, whatever. And I was like, but I'm like, I was like, I'm just like marrying between kind of being a little bougie <laughs> and, and stylish and luxurious, kind of like a chic element of myself. And then this other side of me that kind of steps into this more mystical um, high priestess energy. And, and, I, and I, you know, it just happened. Glamour witch kind of just happened. I think someone one day just called me a glamorous witch and I was like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I was like, I love that so much. <laughs> and it's kind of just, you know, stuck with me. I didn't, I never thought that I'd be at the place that I was now with that name, but, you know, uh, it became the brand, it became everything. And, you know, I started making YouTube videos with my phone, you know, uh, it was like actually like a year and a half ago that I really started to take it more seriously and start making more videos on a consistent basis. And then, you know, people started to find it, which I, I don't know about the algorithms. I don't know about any of that. So I kind of just left it up to spirit. And I just said, look, if you guys want me to do this and you want me to be somebody in this community, you'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. And obviously I've done lots of rituals and spells to kind of help me guide me on that pathway to, to find the right audience members, right? People who are looking to, to actually learn and not just like you know, because this is before aesthetic, right? This is before mm -hmm. it got super trendy to be a witch. Um, I'm like, I really just hope that people can receive me. And, you know, I lost friends. I lost people's respect and, you know, people were afraid of me and, and stuff like that. And I really just had to commit. And 
all this time later, you know, here I am, the glamour witch, and so happy I never gave up on myself because damn, <laughs> I was not. Yeah. I was like, I'm. I, sometimes I wake up and I see the shop, or I I go on my Instagram and I see just like the response of people, and I'm like, wow, you know, this is what happens when you just do not quit on yourself and make or any excuses for, you know, oh well, there are other people doing it, or you know, oh well. Mm-hmm. I'm a singer, you know, all these things that I kind of felt like I needed to compromise to, to do this work. And, and I'm so happy that I didn't have to, because man, like now I can to like fully be myself unapologetically and then mm-hmm. just let motherfuckers who can't accept me just fall to the wayside. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, like, woo, like, thank God. Yes. And, you know, 2020, you'll do that too. So <laughs> No, seriously, say it louder for the people in the back. You know, I'm so glad that you, you know, stay true to yourself and, and you know, be unapologetic. It's not easy. It, it really isn't. I mean, it's there are some enough. parts that are just like, well, you know what? Then our friendship wasn't real from the jump, you know? And, right. and then there are other times they're like, you know, dang, that's really unfortunate, but I had to be true to myself first. Right. And I, I tell people, you know, even to the point that I'm at now, it took several years and, and there is a growth portion that happens where that with that. And I'm always so thankful that I get to shed a little bit more. And that's what it sounds like that you just dove right into it. You know, like you just on like a step here, a step there. And like, you know what, this is really working for me. So was there any, um, you know, and I know we're going to, we're going to get to the hexes and misconceptions, but were mm-hmm. there anything that you personally had to, you know, overcome, like, you know what, no, this is really me. Cause I know you got called a glamour witch, but what, what was that point in turning that you were just like, Oh man. Yeah, this is it. Well, I mean, the beginning, I guess the beginning of the journey was when I first came to Los Angeles and I, you know, I had no spiritual path at all. Like I didn't, I didn't believe in anything. I had kind of rejected Christianity at that point. My mom's a pastor and my dad was Christian relationships coach. And so I was just like, I had been saturated with Christianity and I was over it. Um, and it just didn't speak to me. So when I came to LA, I kind of was like living my life for me and not really worried about anything. And then I had four people die in a month's time and it tripped me out. Because I was like, where did they go? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I had always grew up with spiritual abilities. I always had uh, mediumship. So I always could communicate with people who have passed on. And a lot of times when, especially somebody that I know personally, they'll come to me like hours after they die because they know that I, that I can see and we'll just stand in my room or whatever the case may be, kind of just like, hey, like I'm on the other side, like, like, hey. And at, at first, you know, when I, when pe- my friends, you know, all four of them, one of them being kind of like a father figure to me, passed away, I just was like, you know, obviously the normal amount of sadness that comes with losing somebody. But then it was like, they were coming to me, talking to me. And being like, you know, hey, like, we really want you, this is like, we want you to know that it's okay to be sad and want you to know that we're okay, but like, this is a big moment for you. You know, this is Mm. this period of time, like, I know it's really sad, like, all these people are, are 
not in your life, but you're going to see that this is a big moment for you. And I didn't understand what they meant by that. And it really upset me kind of went on a spiral, uh, um, like, you know, depression and, Mm -hmm. you know, drinking a lot. I was in college at the time. So I could kind of mask that I was drinking a lot because Mm -hmm. it was college. And finally one day, like I was, I was just really at my lowest. And one of my friends who whose mom was a shaman, which I didn't know at the time. She was like, you know what? Hey, look, just come over to my house and we'll have margaritas and we'll watch TV and we'll just chill. And I was like pretty much done at that point. I didn't really want to be alive. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything. I just, I didn't care, you know? Mm -hmm. So she invited me over. I kind of just did it to appease her. And I also just thought, well, if I'm not going to be here for very much longer, maybe I'll just do some fun stuff with people that I like. I go to her house, walk into her house, and like immediately there's like spirits in the house. And I was like, all right, <laughs> this is already <laughs> starting to be something. I was like, you guys know your, your, your house is haunted. She's like, yeah, but they're cool. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so she takes me to meet her mom, immediately hit it off with this woman. She's so beautiful, amazing. And they're giving me a tour of the house. And finally they take me to the back of the house and they there's this giant back house shed looking thing and it's it's stood out it's very prominent and we just kind of danced around it we went on the other side went to the pool like and i'm kind of just like why are we not going to this room and i kept asking and they were like they kind of avoid it so finally they, they were like okay and now it's time to take you into the room so they go in before me and as soon as i go to walk into the room i literally put my first foot into the room I was like, and I, I say this as, you know, it sounds dramatic because it was dramatic. Like it was like electricity that shocked me in my entire system and my whole body. And I just, I couldn't go into the room. Like I started crying and I collapsed to the ground and I began to weep so intensely. Like I was a child again, like I was a infant. Like I had gone back to my infancy and I, I couldn't even breathe. Like my eyes were closed almost. Like it just felt like I literally was like coming out of the womb a little bit. Like, mm. you know, those first moments where you're, you know, not all of us remember being born, but uh, you know, that moment where you open your eyes and you're, you're in the world, you know, you're seeing the world for the first time. And I'm like, sweating tears and snot bubbles coming on my face and finally her mom comes and like kind of scoops me up and she's like okay you're ready to come into the room now and I just was like what (laughs) I was like what do you mean now (laughs) like what are you talking about and I and she's like your your vibration was really low and the way that the room is set up this is we use this room for shamanic healing it's built to raise the vibration of anyone that comes in here so you had to drop all of the things that had Mm. been you know you had been holding on to to enter the room and to be able to stay in this vibration and she is like but I think something else happened too because I'd never seen anybody react like that Mm. so I I came into the room again I tried it again and this time I felt a type of peace and just like it was like I hadn't, I hadn't breathe, really known what breathing was until that moment. Mm-hmm. It was like I had been holding my breath my entire life, waiting to f- take that first breath into my new self and my new life. And 
I was just like, what is this? Like, what just happened to me? I had so many questions. I was fascinated. She started teaching me about crystals. She did a, like a tribal drum, a guided meditation. She, she basically became like my, my coach at that point and taught me about magic and gave me little, little tidbits here and there. I come over every weekend and she'd teach me. And at some point she was like, okay, now go go and do your own research, go and explore, go and find what's right for you and where you're supposed to be. And, and I did, you know, I started to go to more metaphysical shops. I started researching crystals and it really did change my life. And I felt like, Oh my God, like I figured it out. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I found what I'm, why, why I was meant to be here. It was like, I, I became, I became the person that I was always meant to be. And I gave, I was like the, the, the old version of me died in that moment mm. of trying to go through that door so that the old person, the new person could be born. And I had never felt so happy. You know, obviously there was moments in the journey that were arduous and difficult because, you know, mm. when you start to become a <laughs> different person, you know, you realize that there's a lot of old baggage and programming in the mind that has mm-hmm. to be worked through. But it, it was like, I never doubted for a minute that I was supposed to be a practitioner of magic. And I never doubted for a second that I wanted to be a witch. You know, I had shame about it at first because mm-hmm. the word witch, you know, there's just the right. negative stereotype on that. And then also too, like, I didn't know anybody who's practicing witch. Um, and, you know, I, at the time I was the boyfriend that I was dating at that time, he was fine with it, but he also was like trying to keep it hidden from like our friends and his family members. Like I wasn't really allowed to talk about it. So like I was still kind of struggling with it at the beginning, but I was so certain that that was where I was supposed to go. And, you know, things started to transpire doing ritual after ritual spell and divination and all these other things and seeing it open up my life and, all these things work and unfold for me that I didn't even think was possible. I was like, like, this is not just like woo woo feel good self help, mm-hmm. like BS. Like this was, it was working. And the way I like my brain works is I don't really care about necessarily all the theory behind it. As long as it actually works. Mm-hmm. If I can do the ritual and have a relationship with it and have kind of like the science experiment relationship and I get the result that I was intending on getting and I get it every single time over and over and over again, that's enough for me. You know, um and I was I was having so much success and finding so much peace peace and empowerment in myself that I you know, it also created its anxiety because now I have to take responsibility for my life. Now that I know that I have the capacity to change my reality, I have to take responsibility for everything that I like and do not like in my life. All the people that I'm surrounded by, all the negative behavior that I allow and accept, you know, the ways that I uh, play myself and negotiate myself out of doing the things that are going to put me into the place where I can be the highest version of myself, all that I had to take responsibility for it. And it really forced me to grow, grow the fuck up. <laughs> like, right. Right. You know, like that's the only way I can right. put it. And it, it created rapid growth. You know, I'm 26 years old and it created a type of growth in me that 
I, I don't know that I would have had without that, without seeing the, the magic of the universe at that time. And, you know, so many years later and so many success stories and mm-hmm. positive uh, rituals later, here I am, you know, and, and it's only going to continue to go up from here. I already know. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your story. And I was just thinking like, man, I, I remember when my grandparents passed away. That's what really triggered my my research. I, I had visions and, and you know, premonition uh, dreams and, you know, the whole clear cognizant thing as a kid. But uh, when, when they died, something happened. And I never forget, like what you were saying, the father figure friend uh, came to you. I knew, so my, my pop-pop was missing for a while. We couldn't find him. And he was also grieving from the death of my grandmother, but I smelt his cologne as if he was standing next to me. And I knew he was, Mm. he was no longer here. So I I really relate to that. And I really appreciate that. And a couple of things stuck out to me was when you said, uh, you know, now, now uh, your friend's mom said, now go. And, and their responsibilities. And that made me think how that ties in so well especially to the title, because right. so many times people don't want to do the research and they don't want to take full responsibility for their lives, oh, which yeah. is easy to say, oh, you know, the devil or, oh, you know, it's him, it's her, it's negative energy. And to some extent, yeah, someone does do wrong, you know, but mm-hmm. that's the beauty of this path is that we have the ability to change what's going on. We don't have to know all the ins and outs of, you know, how it's happening, it happened. So right. when it comes to hexes, you know, how, how do you look at hexes? And, and let's talk about the actual definition of it, because it, that is a huge misconception right. and people act like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will say this, my personal opinion on hexes is I don't have a problem with performing baneful magic um it's in you know this is how i see all forms of magic is there's no such thing as good or bad good and bad are human concepts and they're ways for us to kind of make excuses for behavior or pat ourselves on the back for things that we've done that we think are that make us good right you know people will you know use these types of spiritualities as a way to determine their goodness or their holiness or whatever the case may be and really good and bad is subjective because what could be good for me could be bad to you you know and vice versa so hexing is in my opinion a form of protection magic and Mm -hmm. battle magic, you know? And, you know, I always make this analogy is like, you know, we see people who go into the professions of fighting or do these types of things and not because they need to fight. They're not like soldiers, you know, it's not like back in the old days where, you know, men were learning how to fight or women were learning how to fight to to protect their tribe. Now people are just learning how to fight just because, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, exercise or whatever reason that they have, but, but anyone who's taken any form of training, whether it be jujitsu, karate, whatever the case may be, will say that in training, it's mostly about discipline. Mm-hmm. It is about learning to protect yourself, <clears throat> but it's learning <clears throat> how to empower yourself. So in a moment where 
something could potentially happen, you have the confidence to know that you can handle that situation, protect yourself, protect your loved ones, but they're always going to teach you to deescalate before Mm -hmm. you decide to attack, you know? Um, And if you come into the, to the practice so you can learn how to kick ass, you know, you might get your shit kicked in, you know, and it's the same way if you go to a kickboxing class or whatever the case may be, just so you can learn how to beat up your bully, you might find that, you know, you get over cocky and you don't learn the discipline of it. So then you start to go after people who you actually cannot defeat, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and get beat up. So I think it, it needs to be looked at in that way. You can't just, uh, do it willy nilly. You can't just go after everyone. Not everyone is somebody that you want to fuck with. But mm-hmm. I think it's very important that when you're practicing magic, that you learn how to defend yourself and how to protect yourself and you learn how to fight. Um, and, you know, also <laughs> back in the day when this, when these things were made, they were made by uh, oppressed the oppressed, the disenfranchised and marginalized individuals who created these traditions, you know, black and brown individuals who were not seeing justice in mm-hmm. the literal sense, you know, where we want, where we want, you know, at this point, people want to say like, don't do hexes because of this or that, because the, the karmic scale and all sorts of stuff. And I, I just think in my mind, if that was the case, then motherfuckers would have been paid for slavery the holocaust you know the entire genocide of the native american people on this land that we are on currently Mm -hmm. um and so many other places around the world the 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 scales were never balanced and you know still to this day we're we're still dealing with the 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 aftermath and the backlash of all Mm. of that that started this whole shebang so for me i don't really see it as bad because the ancestors created as a way for us to find and rectify imbalances in the spiritual realm that go beyond what man can do so Mm -hmm. if i if i know that my cousin is getting beat up by her boyfriend and every time we go to call the police or whatever something happens and he's able to get away with it Mm-hmm. And we've done everything that we possibly can do to remove her from the situation. She doesn't feel strong enough to leave all, you know, the whole thing that happens with abuse mm-hmm. to me as a witch, as a, as a person who practices magic. And I know that there are spells out there that could not only bring him to justice, but also remove him from mm-hmm. her life. I, I am definitely going to bust out the biggest fattiest mm-hmm. hex of all time to rectify the imbalance you know same thing with the justice system there's a lot of spells on court cases and different things like that uh also protecting from uh, police brutality there's all different types of things that are meant to balance the scales um so to speak that we don't really deem as an issue but the problem is is that anytime you do magic somebody is going to have some type of a negative reaction. There's always going to be some type of a Mm -hmm. negative counter counterpart to whatever you're doing, you know, whether you do a spell so that you get the job and you beat out the competition, 
maybe if you hadn't done that spell, the, this other person would have gotten it who really needed it to take care of his family. You know, we talked about that in the live and, you know, you'd beat him out because you did magic and you had that, that upper hand over him was the magical knowledge that you had. And so you took away his livelihood and now he can't support his family. You know, some people would say like, oh, wow, that's so messed up. But in the reality is there's nothing that you could do in this universe that does not have some type of a, of a consequence, whether that be deemed as positive or negative, that's up to you. Hexing and cursing is no different. There is a consequence. And if you learn how to properly do it, you have discipline with it. You ask yourself the right questions about why you're doing it. And you also check yourself because look, I always say if you're a petty person and you're just regular in life, you're going to be a petty witch. You're going to be a petty right. <laughs> practitioner. There ain't no yes. difference. Don't blame it on the hex. Don't blame it on the magic. Don't blame it on the culture of witchcraft and spirituality. Mm-hmm. It's about the person. And that they have something within them that makes them want to come after people merely because they looked at them wrong or, you know, irritated them a little bit. That has nothing because they would have found another way of targeting that person, whether it be through spirituality or through mundane. So I don't think people need to worry about hexing in the way that they're worried about it right now. But I will say I think that for newcomers, people who are just starting on their path, like I'm talking three, four, five months into the practice, maybe hexing isn't the right way to go if you haven't learned how to properly protect yourself from the things that could happen from a hex. Because shit comes back. It does. If you don't know how to protect yourself from, the, from a mm-hmm. potential return the sense to sender energy and you don't know if that person is also uh, under the closet which mm-hmm. you know what i mean surprise exactly <laughs> like surprise bitch exactly exactly you don't know what's going on and you don't know how like who's protecting them in the spirit so yes. you just want to make sure that if you're gonna do it you're doing it for the right reasons like if that person really did do something wrong to you or they stole from you or whatever the case may be you need to make sure that there are other things that you if if you if you're gonna do that if you know like oh i'm about to hex this motherfucker just make sure that there is not possibly another route that you could take prior to that because if you don't know how to reverse a hex or protect yourself from the backlash it's really not worth doing because it creates more problems than it, it than it solves so I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying if you're going to do it, don't be stupid about it. Just right. <laughs> get a take get responsibility. A, take responsibility. Read a few different books. Um, mm-hmm. A book that I uh, was recommended by the Witch of Wonderlust was um, uh, Utterly Wicked, and I forget the name of the the woman who's, who who uh, teaches it. And then there's another one called Cursing and Crossing. Um, and these two books, I'm gonna see if I can find the actual titles of them. These two books to me are really great because one, they teach about some really heavy, heavy stuff. And there's, and it's not a light, a light hexing. They got some stuff in here. That's that'll make your jaw drop, but they do talk about etiquette Mm -hmm. and protecting yourself and the questions you have to ask yourself before you go about doing this work. So, you know, the misconception is that, you know, you do one hex to what you're going to go to witch hell. Like, what is that? <laughs> like, what is the worst? The that construct, could, not right. Real. <laughs> you're going to learn. You're definitely going to learn, mm-hmm. but you know, 
that's just how life works in general. You know, you don't, (laughs) anything that you do, you're going to learn from it. But I would just say, if you're trying to hex your ex because he left you, you know, and you're mad about it, like maybe, (laughs) maybe that's not the first thing you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the first thing you want to do is heal yourself, work on your healing, work on the anger and the bitterness and the frustration first so that if so that you can look back on like now if your ex sexually assaulted you left you took your money you know maybe maybe you want to balance the scales a little bit but if it's just like it didn't work out and you're upset about that or you know you find out that they're gay you're mad about you know there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that people will just be emotionally upset about but later realize you know what actually Mm -hmm. it wasn't that big of a deal you know, right. in the grand scheme of my life, and it and it and it didn't kill me, and it didn't create the type of emotional t- turmoil that will take me a lifetime to get over. You know, this is something that I can move past. I was just heated in the moment, and that's why, you know, a lot of people in the practice try to discourage people from doing hexing is because uh, typically you're coming from an emotional space. You know, you're coming from you're using that anger and that that frustration and that rage as a, is a power boost for the spell that you're doing. And it's such a, such a powerful energy and it's such an uncontrolled energy that it can have types of um, effect on people that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And your hex could really fuck somebody up. And then later on, you're like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't want it to go that far. And it's like right. too late. <laughs> too late and because you didn't do enough research now you don't know how to bring it back and it reminds me uh going back to the analogy with the the the, um the job interview and getting a job that's no different than someone knowing someone and they get the job and you're better qualified you know like that that's their little even though it's not magic it's like oh man like they had something that other thing that i didn't have it's like you know we had the magic and someone didn't have the magic so, you know, it, it, it can come in many forms. So, you know, I really want people to really understand what you're, you know, yeah. you know, just again, like co-signing what you're saying, because um, to, to just write it off, like, oh my gosh, no, it's so bad. No, it's, it is what it is. It's magic. You know, right. like we make it what, what we call good or bad is what happens. Same thing with the universe. Right. You want something you know, that might be bad to someone else. You know, if you're like, oh yeah, I want a big, I want to manifest a big home. I want to manifest a lot of money. And someone's like, money's through the evil. You don't need a big home. All you need is, you know, so right. <laughs> we can go right. on and on and on, which is why exactly. it's so important to understand hexing and get over this misconception that is so bad. Because I tell you, I have definitely used protective magic for my friends. And they had oh, come yeah. back and say, thank you, because I felt something. Like, I never forget one time I was in a bathroom, especially when I'm really close to them. And I just stopped. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but something was going down. And I just did, like, a whole bunch of, like, swirly protection, you know, right. all that. And it was, like, two weeks later, something went down. And, it was, and then, you know, we talked about it, and they were just like, thank you so much. Like, I know it had been so much more worse if you hadn't, you know, like warned me and and did what you did. So, you know, it's, it's definitely beneficial. It's bad for the person, but they deserved it. You know, they're harming good people. So 
See, and I always say too, especially when uh, somebody knows that I'm a witch, I'm like, man, don't do that. Like, you know, <laughs> don't don't go to the extreme with me. Just if you don't like me, if we're not friends, if something happens, like that's fine. Like, I'm not gonna just, I'm not, I'm not that kind of a person in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, for me, hexing and cursing and those things, it takes a lot of energy and it takes uh, a lot of time for me to wash that energy away so i have to be really clear of what it is that i want Mm -hmm. you know i recently had somebody you know (laughs) we won't name the person um but you know i recently had somebody try to take my musical property from me um because i would not have the type of relationship that they wanted from me Mm -hmm. and you know we see that in the industry a lot Mm -hmm. you know women being uh abused in that way and having to either take the abuse Mm -hmm. um, so that they can keep their career or do what it is that they want to be doing or completely lose what it is that they're doing or lose their property or, you know, get fired or whatever the case may be. There's these like uh, ultimatums. And a lot of times, especially men that are operating at a low place, they understand that and they use that, that, you know, that timeline, that game as a way to get what they want from women. And, you know, to me, that is a really great place to exercise the power of baneful magic because, you know, this person is already abusing power. They're already Mm -hmm. taking advantage. They're, and, you know, if they're doing it to me, they're definitely doing it to other people. You know, I'm not a special case. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like our relationship ended. Like I, you know, there was this big blowout fight. It was just more like, you know, Hey, I don't like you. I just don't like you romantically like that. And if that's going to be a problem, like maybe I should take my music someplace else. They didn't want to hear that and refused to give me the music that I made is my, my property. Um, and also I paid them, had already paid them. So I was like, okay, you stole from me. You tried to, you know, blackmail me into like having a relationship with you and having intimacy with you. And now you're, you're, you know, you try to turn it back on me and make it seem like I was, I went crazy um, Mm -hmm. as a way to, you know, you know how guys be doing. Oh, she's crazy, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she's she crazy. You know, crazy. you got to watch out for her, you know. She's yeah. one of those crazy bitches. Yeah. It's and always it's like, she's the crazy one. I'm like, not, oh, not I'm like, okay, <laughs> I am crazy uh, when I need to be. So you going to see how crazy. And I'm just <laughs> like, I don't need to, I don't ever need to fight with the dude. I'm, I'm not that kind of a person. I don't need, mm-hmm. I don't need to have a fight with you, but trust me in the spirit realm, you going to get a delivery ding dong <laughs> express <laughs> right get a delivery and you know i did i rectified that situation and 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 obviously like i haven't gone back to ch- double check my work and see like oh is it affecting that person's life and you know because that's not that's not even that wasn't even the issue mm-hmm. uh, but i do know that that it did land and i do know that at the end of the day it did rectify the imbalances and for me, moving forward, it set a precedent that I will no longer allow myself to be in a position like that and really make sure that any person that I'm doing music with or doing business with understands that 
that dynamic is never going to happen. And now it's like, okay, I need to do magic off top. Because mm-hmm. before I was just like, I'm trusting this person. I know I knew this person. I grew up with this person. So I just trusted that, you know, they weren't going to do anything shady. You know, uh, the person was really talented and understood my sound. It was all these like things that kind of lulled me to sleep, so to speak. And mm-hmm. now I have a better understanding, you know, and I've rectified that imbalance even within myself. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> now going into it. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming in geared up, like right. ambulance, everything ready to go. Boost the They're, ground, a suit and booted. Like, they feel like, ooh, she came in here with a suit of armor. I was like, yep, and what? And my sword is ready to go. I'll pull it out, ready to go on you. Queen right. of swords here. So, you know, it gave me, it and empowered me, you know? And so mm-hmm. that can, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, a really great side effect of, of baneful magic, but it's not the goal. It's not, the goal shouldn't be like to empower my, to get my, you know, it's more just like this, there's an imbalance that has taken place in the ether Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to allow this. I'm shifting it. I'm shifting it back to where it was before this person decided to operate in this way with me. But, you know, again, like I said, it really is, (laughs) there's so many case by case situations that we could speak on like I, I like there's no absolute what the i think the, the only thing that people need to concern themselves with is uh where are you in mm-hmm. your life and mm-hmm. who are who are you at the end of the day like if like i said before if you're a petty person if you're somebody who's vindictive and spiteful and and you love stirring up drama and if you're that way that energy doesn't just dissipate because you're a magician you know, right. just like if you are a Christian, you know, these things are not personalities traits. Yes. Spirituality is not a personality trait. It is a, a facet of the things that you're interested in. And it's a part of your spirit, your, your evolution as a human being, but it's not your personality traits. And those things take time to work through because mm-hmm. you got to go back to the root of why that is the core, you know, a part of your life currently. So, you know, being a Christian doesn't make you automatically a good person. You know, I, I hear yes. people all the time being like, <laughs> oh, I'm a God-fearing, you know, this woman and man or whatever. I'm a good person because I'm a Christian or I'm a good person because I'm Catholic or I'm a good person because insert spiritual whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not, we can't, <laughs> like, that's, that doesn't mean anything. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it means nothing. At all. When I see, because, when, when someone said that, I go, you're probably cheating. And I've known uh, people who like, it's like a friend of a friend, pastors cheating, you oh, know, the yeah. pastors, you know, what's it called? Embezzling Ooh, money. Pastors. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> uh, you know, people getting on in the church, but, but they're, I'm like, but I'm God fearing. God fearing. This is why I tell people when someone goes, Oh, so-and-so is a nice person. I'm like, I don't, I don't care for nice. You know, like I, I'd rather get to know them first. Right. Because right. a lot of nice people can be passive and aggressive. And don't get me wrong, there are some right. genuine, nice, right. good-hearted people. But mm-hmm. every time, at least this is, this is my opinion, this is what I experience. Nice tends to be backed with, oh, that's, you know, Christian, nice, good person. But yet they look down on people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they come with so much judgment and, and stipulations and things right. like that. Like, that's not a nice person. That's, that's right. not 
Christ-like. And I, and I don't, and I don't really appreciate just like, you know, and sometimes I hear nice and I'm like, oh, is this the person a people pleaser? Mm-hmm. Is this person somebody who just agrees with everything that everyone says because they're too afraid to take responsibility for their own opinions? Like, right. you know, to me, that doesn't, I, I don't, in my opinion, that's not nice, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's, and that's why, you know, just, just come full circle with it. It's just like, yeah, everything is so subjective, but I think the real issue is, is that people spend their time trying to quantify things by good, bad, nice, right. you know, not nice, that they're not looking at the true integrity and character and values mm-hmm. of the individual. They're looking at these surface level things that we all inherently can be. We can all be nice. We can all be right. good and we can all be bad. You know, it, the when the situation calls for it, it can arise in all of us, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, we say, you know, I would never hurt someone. I would never do this. People always say I would never kill somebody. But if you were in a situation, <laughs> you know what I mean? If right. some, you might find if someone that you love was in danger and you had no choice, you, you might find yourself in a position where you ready to kill a motherfucker. Maybe you right. never, you didn't want it to happen, but it just happens. It's the capacity of a human being. And without putting judgment on the capacities of human beings or, and without making excuses mm-hmm. for human behavior, I think what, what we have to remember with hexing and cursing and, and crossing and all these other things is, you know, uh, you're always going to find yourself in a position where you're going to see the consequences of whatever it is that you do, you know? And so cool. You know, if you believe in rule of three, cool, whatever. And I'm not even talking about rule of three. I'm just saying something is always going, you're always going to, at some point in your life, feel like, damn, like something's going, like, why do I, why is this happening to me? Right. And, and, or I feel like I'm crossed up or I feel like someone hexed me or I feel like someone cursed me or whatever. Everybody's, you're going to feel that at some point in time, but you didn't die. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. you're okay. And also if you are somebody who, especially if you're watching this and you're a practitioner, it's so important for you to learn about it so that you understand the symptoms, so that you understand mm-hmm. all the telltale signs and that you can reverse that shit. Because yes, there are spells out there that can, you know, that, that promote the end of a person's life. But the power of being in this spiritual path and the power of being, you know, educated to all types of spiritual modalities is that you're actually allowing yourself to have more knowledge and and wisdom on how to protect yourself, your loved ones, how to see clearly what's going on around you. And the more knowledge you have, the more power you have. So even Mm -hmm. if you're not going to practice hexing and cursing and all these other things, I would have at least one book, one good book about crossing and hexing and cursing to know one, what people are doing, how it looks, what kind of spell work that they do, what kind of shit that people, how, you know, how they would use it. You know, sometimes people come to your house and sprinkle some shit mm-hmm. in front of your door. You know, you might not think anything of it. You might think it's a little weird. Someone's trying to sprinkle some shit on your front of your door, but you might not think that it's a curse you know what I mean? You might not ever sweep the front, if you're front, your front steps, you know what I mean? Yeah. So having this knowledge empowers you, mm-hmm. makes you a stronger practitioner. And then if you ever do need to use these things and you ever do desire to balance the scales, you don't have to feel like you're debasing your whole practice. Like, you know, right. 
you can't just take one part of the practice and abandon everything else. Like this is the part of exactly. (laughs) Like, you know, like it's, it's, it's so Abrahamic, like the Abrahamic religion religions are all about, Oh, remove all the bad and only the good shall be remain, you know? And that's not the world. It's not the world. It's not how even nature works, but in spirituality and also in witchcraft, we understand the benefit, the power, the beauty of both sides of those that coin. Mm. And we find a way to honor it and harness it so that we can have the most fulfilling and powerful life and the most uh, protected life as we possibly can. That is the power that comes with witchcraft. If you're going to practice this, you cannot throw away the the other half of this practice so that you can feel good about yourself then maybe you need to go find another spiritual practice but Mm -hmm. baneful magic is just as much a part of witchcraft as a healing ritual or a money spell or a love ritual or whatever and some people think love magic is you know, a form of cursing or a form of, you know, being faithful. <laughs> nah, no. I'm like, well, because, you know, people are like, you know, you do a love spell on somebody, it's like kidnapping them kind of in, in a certain way. You know, if they don't, they didn't feel that way about mm-hmm. you. Now you've kind of captivated, you know, you know, taking them hostage. And, and it's like, it's like you know a love and love magic is like a whole conversation that we can get into it <laughs> yeah you i know. will definitely invite you back on the yeah, show to talk that's about because that's, that's a whole nother thing that and is definitely another misconception and a whole nother woo, thing <laughs> woo, because, man so i would just say you know people people who are looking to who are looking at the craft and and want to be a part of this you know i was when i first started i was afraid i was afraid to watch like youtube videos i was afraid to just watch youtube videos talking about hot foot powder and gopher's dust and all these other things i was so nervous about watching those videos and i was like why am i nervous about watching like like something's gonna happen to me if i even like look at it right you know That's what part i mean of misconception you're right <laughs> i was like i'm already in the fucking craft like i've already surpassed the point of no return here <laughs> right like, where everyone already thinks I'm going to hell. Like I can, I can just <laughs> look at something and not have to take it in as my identity. And I think that that's, people have so much fear that if they even learn, if they even try to understand what it is that somehow they are, you know, they're doing it. Like I'm doing hexing. If I read a book on hexing, I do hexing. If I have a book in my space and it's like, no, you're somebody who's inquisitive and you're well-rounded mm-hmm. and you understand right. that life is not black and white and it's not cut and dry, that there is a lot of things going on. And you would like to explore in totality what this practice has to offer. And that's a, that's a really, really strong place to be and a really great place to be at when you're starting to practice and when you're learning is to not throw away any of the information. You may not like the information, you may not use all the information, but it is important to know all of it so you can get a full picture of what you're actually diving into, what you're committing to. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's so interesting because I also taught my brother a lot and we're both um, 
level two Reiki practitioners. Nice. And we, we were talking about energies and things like that. And I, w- I taught them about energy vampires. And this is why mm-hmm. it's important. Like you said, even if you don't practice it, please read up on it because I see so many times women talk about red flags and, and uh, uh, what is it, gaslighting and all these things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was with my brother. We were in, at a cafe. This was several years ago. And we were sitting on a stool where you could look out the window. And this one guy who worked there, was he was so tired. He was taking out the trash. It was late at night. And this guy came out of nowhere, started talking to him, but he kept touching his shoulder as if he was like taking lint off his shoulder. And I said, oh my God, Marcus, he's an energy vampire. He's sucking, oh, literally, you, you can see him going like, hey, hey, hey. And then he's touching his shoulder and he's just like picking the energy off Ooh. of him. And the guy couldn't even realize it because when he's already tired which means his energy feels already low which means his defensive mechanisms are already low and mm. he probably doesn't know about energy vampires this right. is why i tell my brother hey make when people hug you you know make sure you know them a little bit when you shake people hand like like gear yourself up protect yourself before you leave the house for when you have to shake someone's hand because it's important it's, it's really sneaky i don't want to say sneaky it's it's really um stealth like unless you know what to look out for, you don't, you, you don't know. And then, you know, you're na- now you're going to be even more tired because someone just took your, your, your energy, you know, and, and also uh, to the, the listeners, you know, take note that this is also, you know, the, the baneful magic, the hexing protection. This is what we do when we tried all other things, communication, no, you know, sometimes people just don't get the message because they don't want to. So now we're taking it up a notch. And, you know, it's to get the person out of our lives or at least keep them at bay if we right. can, you know, because sometimes maybe they're a family member, you know, we have to see during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> that part, that part. Yeah, no, the the energy vampires out here are are real and there's so many different levels to it right like there's the people who are energy vampires and they don't even realize that they are they're just mm-hmm. they're just so um empty themselves that they're looking for anything outside of themselves to satisfy this gaping hole that they have within themselves and they don't realize that they're uh a black hole sucking everything in mm-hmm. you know um and so as much as like maybe that's more innocent it does not make it less dangerous because in my opinion it's a little bit more dangerous because they they don't know when to stop they don't know when to cap off you know um and they do it to people that they care about and they and then they lose friendships and people around them and they don't understand why um and then there are people who are intentional about that shit whether it's like you know on a psychological level or whether it's like actual spiritual psychic vampires and an actual uh creatures that exist inside of human vessels you know Mm -hmm. because a lot of people especially you know people we don't like to talk about these things but you know if you have if you're somebody with a weak will and you are somebody who's not really well protected and Mm -hmm. you surround yourself with a lot of um people who are dangerous and toxic you could find yourself being the uh, host <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. for a lot of negative spirits. And, you know, uh, I've seen, I, you know, I live in LA and I've seen that. I've seen straight up, I've gone to, a, you know, an event for a show or something like that. And 
literally seen like, oh, this person is possessed, mm. you know? And yeah. it's not the type of possession that you see in Hollywood where they're like, ah, you know, like right. growling and, and everything like that. It's like, this person is calm. They look like a regular person. You wouldn't really be able to notice, but there are, they, they, but they're odd. And everybody kind of knows that this person is mm-hmm. like, um, something's not right. And they, and people feel weird around the individual. And this person, you know, the chaos always seems to follow them. And, you know, people always seem to, to get hurt or sick or this or that, or whatever the case may be, you know, and, if you're not a person who knows how to look for those things and you don't understand what the hell is going on and how to defend yourself, you are a victim just off Mm -hmm. top. And that's why, you know, things like hexing, cursing, banishing, um, protection work, these uh, like forms of magic that some people would say are more aggressive are so important. You know, I, I would not go into a sketchy neighborhood without my knife. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I know what I know what could potentially ha- happen and if you know if I needed to protect myself you know obviously you know there's people who have guns you know there are people who who have you know types of protection systems in their home alarm systems all stuff we understand that there's danger in the world that's that doesn't mm-hmm. evaporate because you're spiritual you right. know and we have to stop diluting ourselves and believing that Oh, well, you know, (laughs) nothing's ever going to happen to me because I'm spiritually protected, but I've never done any spiritual protection. And I don't even know what anyone could be doing. You know, I get about 15 people in my DMs per week saying that they're cursed or they've been hexed or, you know, can you do a spell for me? Because I'm crossed up and I'm like, uh, you know, I ask just a few simple, basic questions and only to find out that not only are they not any of those things, but they literally brought, either they brought it on themselves by bad behavior. Mm-hmm. They literally are just like the universe is teaching them a lesson right now. They're going through a dark night of the soul where they're, you know, they're transforming into another version of themselves. And mm. so everything becomes uncomfortable in their life. Friends start to fall away. And it's actually a positive thing. It's actually meant to promote the healing and the transformation of where they're, they're trying to go. Or literally, they assume that someone's gonna, someone who doesn't like them <laughs> is sending negative energy at them. And it's like, you just gave your power away to that person. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and that you made, don't even, like, you don't even uh, know. That makes me think of the, because you disagree, you have to be a hater. And that's like something that popped up, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago with like the next wave of social media, boom, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, now I even have to say disclaimers. I am not a hater. I just don't like it. And right. You know, that, that's another misconception. It's like people read more and you will understand that you're having a dark night of the soul. You're having like a rebirth. We really all go through this. Right. You know, you did, I did, you know, and if I hadn't read it, I would have thought like, man, this is some crazy shit here. But the more I did the homework, <laughs> I understood like, I just got to get through this and connect with, you know, whether it's, uh, like a goddess or, or like an archangel or whatever through reading, or sometimes they just appear to me in my dream, like, oh, okay, this is who I'm meant to work with. But right. so many times it's like, oh, one little thing happened. 
let me go ask for an answer. And I'm not saying people can't ask questions, but it's, it's like, okay, people. And we were talking about this before we recorded mm-hmm. technology. You, you had that in the palm of your hand. You can Google it before Alexis and I, we had to go to the library yeah. or order encyclopedias, like, <laughs> you know, or find whatever video we could find, you know, on YouTube. Hopefully there's a video on YouTube, you know, that you could, you know, someone's talking about it, you know, and even then you don't want people to see your, your search history. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It was just like, everything was so hush hush and everything was so private and quiet and secretive. And now it's so trendy that people, uh, you know, people who, especially people on TikTok, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't mean to bash TikTok, but it's just kind of like, it's 60 seconds. You can't really learn. Right. Like you can learn a lot. There's a lot, there's are, there are really good um, influencers on the, on the app talking about magic, but it's like, uh, you know, you want to start your practice entirely off of TikTok videos, yeah. but you, but you, one YouTube exists and, <laughs> and like, you don't want to watch a video longer than a minute or two minutes. And it's like, People are giving you real information. There are people out here who have been in the practice for 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 plus years who are willing to give you information and guidance that are on these on other platforms who you can actually trust. Mm-hmm. And they're not just <laughs> no offense to teenage witches, because there's like, you know, I wasn't a teenage witch. You know, I I don't even know what that's like to be a teenager and be a witch, but I know for damn sure that I'm not taking advice from a teenage witch. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still learning. They're still going through the tra- right. trajectory. And the type of rituals and spells that they're doing are not even things that I would need in my life, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, then there are these people who are blowing up, who are, you know, teenagers and just coming into the adult world telling people not to practice certain types of magic or being the one teaching people magic. And I think that that's great, but I think that if that's your entire experience with witchcraft, you probably are missing some mm-hmm. stuff, you know, there's right. a lot you're missing and you can't just like call yourself. a. You can call yourself a witch. You can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. But if you really want to do this, if you want to practice witchcraft, you need to learn about witchcraft. Mm -hmm. You can't do one manifestation like scripting and say, oh, I'm a witch or buy a couple crystals. I'm a witch or buy a tarot deck. I'm a witch. I'm like, okay, cool. You're a witch. But like, are you practicing witchcraft magic? Are you, are you doing this work and have you had a relationship with it? to a capacity that doesn't rely on somebody else's validation and confirmation. Mm -hmm. You're in my DMS and all these other people's DMS, but you don't really experience it for yourself because that's how we learn to, that's how we got to the place that we are now where we could talk about these things with people and share this knowledge is because at some point we had to put the books down. We had to turn the fucking computer off and we had Mm -hmm. to do the magic and Mm -hmm. have a relationship with it. So we had experiences and a connection. You know, talk about, people talk about their book of shadows. I have multiple book of shadows that are filled with sp- spiritual, you know, technique and rituals and spells, all types of stuff that I've done. And I look back on those things and some of those spells I would never do again, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm like, ooh, I was in a different place. And also, right. 
those just weren't hitting the way that I need it right now. You know, mm-hmm. you evolve. Mm-hmm. But when you're right. looking at TikTok as your is your grimoire, you save 25 different 60 second videos and TikTok is your grimoire. Right. Or YouTube, or you're allowing somebody else to be the validation for your magical power and your potential, you are missing the biggest and the most rewarding part of this path. It's finding and discovering your magical potential. And if you're going to give your power away, this practice is literally meant to to give you back your power that has been taken from you. And you're going to give it away again in the practice to other practitioners, even me. And when people come to my DMs and they're like, oh my God, and you know, like debasing themselves in front of me, like trying to, you know, worship me as I'm, uh, as though I'm a goddess. I'm like, look, I appreciate the recognition. I appreciate the, the love and the support, but do not ever do that to me because I, I, one, I don't respect that. And two, I'm not looking to make followers. I'm looking to make leaders, mm-hmm. looking to make people who will take the lessons and the wisdom that I'm providing that's coming from spirit and do something bigger, right? you know, and right. make something that's going to impact and potentially even impact and change my life. That would make, that's more of a compliment and more of, of, you know, empowerment than for you to come in and ask me a thousand questions because you just, I don't know, I'm new and I just, I don't know, I just don't want to do it wrong and this is and this and it's like, you can't do it wrong. You have to fail. You have to fail. You have to practice. Yes. You have to try for you mm-hmm. to even know what it is that you're capable of doing. You want to do the science experiment, but you want me to do everything in the science experiment for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I will go to the Church of the Glamour Witch. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> no, I, I so agree because then you also you run into gatekeepers. And I was talking about this uh, in, in a virtual um, uh, summit I was in. I said, you know, of course, you can, you can take the shower, you can take the bath, you can wear the rig, blue, white robe or whatever. You can get the color candle. But at the end of the day, you have to do what you connect with, what you are drawn to, what you think is right, because there are so many paths, right? Like part of my spell casting is dancing, right? I am moving my hips, my chakras, you know, depending on what I want to attract, you know, bring in, you know, sometimes it's me staring at a candle, you know? So right. you really have to think about what you want to do. And then sometimes I do the whole shower with the eucalyptus and all that and three straight days with the moon and whatever planet, you know, or whatever day or something like that. You can do it uh, as intricate or as simple as you want, but that comes with time. And then I still have books with tabs that I use for reference. But if, if mm-hmm. you're just going to ask someone, like you said, and I know that feeling that group project and you're doing all the work Ooh. and someone wants to take the credit. It's like, okay, pump the brakes here, you know, but you know, it's, it's also, um, and I don't know if it's part of like that next generation where they just don't want to do something wrong because with social media, everything looks so perfect and polished and things like that. That's why Sometimes I do my IG stories and I don't brush my hair. I'm like, you know, look, listen, guys, look, we're just chatting look, here. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. Like, shit, it's, it's what's coming out of my mouth. It's not my, my, on my head. Like, <laughs> Right? This is not a, a polished uh, YouTube video. We're just, you know, 
just chatting. And and the thing is, is, is that, you know, sometimes people get caught up in the aesthetics, which don't get me wrong, is a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. But you have to make sure that you also get your point across. If you're all about the aesthetics, make sure you can marry the two. You know, if, right. if you're just, you know, doing things like, okay, I got my candle or okay, like this person said that, you're not getting the full knowledge. You know, you exactly. need to cross-reference. I tell people that all the time. Read as much as you can. Cross-reference as often as possible. There are way too many paths and you are way too smart. You're like, we are yeah. smart beings, you know? Exactly. So give yourself that space to really dive into it. And, and if you're in, a, in a, a place where, you know, you had to be an undercover witch, get the eBooks, <laughs> you know, get, get the, the eBooks, e-books yes. get, get, get a, a different Gmail account and then go on YouTube under that Gmail account, you know, like there are different right. ways of doing it, but you have to do the homework. You have to do the spell casting. You right. have to do whatever it is you need to do because otherwise you're just looking at love and light and, you know, no, I don't want to look at the shadow work and all the other stuff. Listen, I tell people I am a spiritual person, but, you know, don't get in my face because me saying, no, you know, love sending you love and light. Someone's punched me in my face. It's not going to solve the problem. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, uh, I think the misconception is, is that, you know, being spiritual means that you have to just tolerate Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why, you know, I think there is such a negative connotation on hexing mm-hmm. because it's like, well, it's not spiritual. It's not wholesome and good. And it's like, well, technically, if we're basing it like that's like a logic that's based off of religious, you know, whatever. We're not a part of that. Right. We're already we're already being demonized. We're already being told that our our shit is bad. Everything that mm. we we do, they're doing. They're just calling Repurpose. it something else, <laughs> right? They're just you know labeled yeah. something else. And you know here we are now casting judgment on ourselves in our own practices that have mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not saying like we need to go back to blood rituals and sacrificing animals like. Mm. Uh, people still do that there are people in a lot of traditions especially african traditions like voodoo and hoodoo that will sacrifice chickens to deity and stuff like that i look i'm not really into that Mm. and i don't need to be into it to be in the practice but i know about it i know it exists (laughs) you know i'm not like i'm not uh, uh, afraid to research the history and understand why people Mm. do those things okay this is what this deity or this entity that they're calling upon, this is how they access that spirit. That's that ritual. And if I don't, if I'm not a part, if I'm not down with that, then I'm not accessing that spirit. That's right. not the way, you know what I mean? You, you can choose not to do these things, but I think demonizing and judging it in and of itself or the people who practice it, it just is like, it's silly when we're already the marginalized category of spirituality, you know, (laughs) like what are are we doing guys? Like this is, this is silly. And there's, and there's much worse things going on on the planet that don't even have anything to do with spirituality that I think we could direct our energy towards to, uh, to Mm -hmm. try to change instead of trying to change 
spiritual practices that really aren't uh they there aren't like people are just doing it out of petty reasons they were created out of the suffering and the oppression of people and we are still in the suffering and oppression of people currently and i don't think it's wrong for us to still be using those things that our ancestors gave to us i think we just have to question ourselves uh and our use our own moral compasses to understand why we're doing it because you know whether or not it backlashes on you it does affect your soul it affects your spirit it affects what you, you remember doing that and you remember seeing how it negatively impacted that person i could just psychologically mess you up it might not even be spiritually but it just fucks with you and, and you'll always remember, I was so petty and so angry that I fucked up somebody's life just off of some random ass shit. Or I didn't have all the facts and I decided to just hex mm-hmm. without any information, you know? And that's why a lot of practitioners will say, you know, don't do these things if you're new. A lot of practitioners will stay away from teaching that publicly. You know, I don't have any videos on YouTube for hexing. I have protection magic merely because i know that there are people on my on my channel who who literally <laughs> find me on the recommend page and that are not even interested in magic and then they're like oh i'm not even gonna i, I don't want to do magic at all but i saw this one spell and i'm angry right now mm-hmm. i'm gonna curse this person right and I'm not trying to be a part of that, but I am not also trying to tell people like, don't do it. It's bad. A threefold rule. Cause I'm not mm-hmm. Wiccan, you know, right. I, I don't believe in that. And if I, if I did, I'd be like, okay, well, well then where's all this justice for all the black and brown people that have been continuously dying on this planet at the hands of white colonizers who should be getting their threefold by now. Then right. got their threefold. Okay. So I don't, I, you know, for me, it's like, especially Wicca, which is a very white part of the practice you know i'm like look if that was the case we would be seeing the justice and it's not it's not happening because we give our power away we give the power away and we allow the scales to be unbalanced because we're too afraid of looking at our other options we accept Mm. what things are and so mm-hmm. we keep getting the short end of the stick because we're like, oh, it'll get better. Oh, and we never want to look at our, our roots. We don't want to mm-hmm. look at our spiritual practices connected to our, our lineage and our heritage. And we're so comfortable in mm-hmm. our lives right now that challenging that and invoking the spirit of the, of the ancestors who made these curses and these hexes and these crossings is more daunting than just accepting Mm -hmm. you know it's like i would rather you know some people are like oh i would rather just like just sit here i think people are waking up from that now obviously yes you know Mm -hmm. it's still there's people who are like i'd rather sit here comfortably and just deal with it oh it'll all work itself out then make the radical change and shift that they actually deeply desire in their life and that may come from one getting your hands a little dirty fighting for yes. what it is that they believe in and maybe even getting knocked down yeah. nobody wants to go to war nobody wants to fight for anything but revolutions mm-hmm. don't happen comfortably from your from your home <laughs> like, yeah, speak on it yes you know it, what I mean? it's so true because <laughs> 
especially for the the and it's like uh, I had this conversation with my friend a couple of years ago. We were talking about entrepreneurship, and we were saying that by the third generation, a lot of the businesses fail or don't do as well because that grandchild didn't see what the grandfather did. Right. But the son saw all the hard work that his dad did. And that's what I feel like during this is like so many people say, oh, well, you know, people are so radical. Why are you doing this? Like no change happens casually, you know, right. especially when it's someone who's being oppressed. No, like the oppressor doesn't or the oppressee doesn't go, hey, man, you know, like I'm really tired of this. Like, can we like figure out something? And the oppressor's like, hell no. <laughs> You serious? Right. Like, you know, so then you got to kick down the doors, you know, you got to take a stance. And, and, and that's what happens. So many people, you know, when they hear the word challenge and change, these, these C words are like, oh my God, I don't want to have a confrontation. It's like, listen, you have to dive into yourself and understand who you are what you want out of life, what doesn't work for you, what does work for you, and the people who you really want and need in your life, and that feeling be mutual, because I got to tell you, before I, I really, like, uh, dove into spirituality, before I even knew it was called spirituality, I was telling my best friend at the time, I never forget this, I was wait, waiting at the bus stop, and I said, you know, there's something missing, I can't put my finger on it, I got a great job, my social life is active. You know, I have really no complaints, but there's something missing. And it was that spirituality, which led me into, you know, deeper and deeper remembering because a lot of this stuff came natural. I was doing a, a not tie um, spell. Just, I just did it. And then I learned like, oh, that's a thing. So, you know, and we can dive into past lives too a little bit, but all this stuff right. is remembering. There's nothing new age about new age. And right. it really... I, like I get so irate when I when I see people say, "Oh, you're like, don't do this, don't do that, it's the devil." Okay, when you blow out candles for your birthday, that's candle magic. Uh, okay, yes. let's just start there. All right, uh, honeymoon. Okay, like when people used to get married, you know, in ancient times, they would get married like during a full moon. You would get a jar of honey, and for a month, you would be excused from your social responsibilities. Honeymoon, so from full moon to full moon, you were good to be with your, um, you know, spouse. So you know, over the years, that term got watered down, but we still use these terms. So it's like, and the days of the week, it's like, okay, people, you're doing all these things anyway, and you don't realize it. So before you start knocking witches and, and right. you know, other practitioners what you know to date really just got repurposed <laughs> so just calm right. yourself down <laughs> exactly yeah no uh, I, um yeah no I definitely feel like there's a lot of misconceptions and people assume that the new age is new mm-hmm. and I think too like especially in, in LA like I, I'm around a lot of people too who um, <laughs> and I don't mean to, I don't mean, I don't mean this to make this about race, but you know, I'm around a lot of white people in the spiritual community, in the new age community, um, who are taking from other people's cultures and then trying to switch it and market it as like, you know, like this new thing that they created. Mm-hmm. which then goes into this new age, right? You know, I, I'm teaching about manifestation or I'm teaching about these things. And then you get into the class and they're literally talking about other people's cultures, but not telling people. Right. 
I got this from Asian culture. I got this from Native mm-hmm. American. I got this from Indian culture. They're not letting people know the truth. They're trying to make it seem as though they've, <laughs> like, they made it. Right. And you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for these classes from a person who is the colonizer of those places. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and that to me is a dis- like a destructive energy and also is catering to this negative uh, energy that's going towards the, the, I guess what people would say, the lower vibrating aspects of all these traditions. It's mm-hmm. like, it's such a colonizer thing to pick and choose all the nice and fluffy things about other people's religions and then put them together in your religion and say oh i made this new thing it works and it may work because duh it works it's worked for these cultures for hundreds of thousands of years (laughs) but then you want to toss out all the things that you think are bad from those people's cultures tell them that oh we don't do that you're not going to go to heaven or you're not going to ascend or you're not going to do whatever the case may be but it's like yeah but you're taking from these cultures Mm -hmm. who are rooted in these understandings. They understand the duality. They understand the necessary, the need for the darkness and the light. They understand that they need right. the the you know the low vibration and the high vibration. They understand those things can't exist without each other. And you're trying to remove it all. Like it's right. it's it's no longer about spirituality, and now it's becoming about your personal ego and this, mm-hmm. this drive that you yes. have to put yourself on this pedestal of goodness. Right. And that is not necessarily the most noble thing that you can be is good, because people use the guise of good to manipulate and abuse people all the time, and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, 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 they look down on people, and then you know when someone comes along, and and I, I had just saw like a a post about this earlier, uh, you know someone's like, oh, you know I saw a post where someone cussed, and you know I felt like I got targeted, and it's just like, but they weren't directing towards you, and and look, she she could have had something going on with her in the past where maybe throughout throughout her life someone down talked her, but that's just an example of a partial example of when uh someone you know they want to, they want to go the love and light route and then deny everything else and i look at it as but what if they're a good person a decent person and that's how they express themselves and you're getting hung up over cuss words <sighs> you know yeah. and then there's I, I forget this lady's name but she's um prominent in like the, the new age realm and she says something like the only bad thing she does is like drink coffee or something like that <laughs> i mean first of all i do not believe that for one moment whenever someone's like yeah the only bad thing i do is okay oh, first of all no. coffee isn't I, bad oh, i mean yeah red flag red flag <laughs> i know right you put too much cream and sugar in here maybe uh, <laughs> but i'm just like honestly just be who, who you are you know I was I was raised in, in in an environment where if you are a decent person, then you're you're good in my book. You know everything else the the you know um, however they they want to live live their life. You know we're not to judge. You know like sometimes people see people doing something and it's different. They look at it as oh I, I could never do that. Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. just uh, but there's so much more behind the scenes. There's a whole background to that, that got stripped right. over right. the years. Like I, I saw an ad a couple of years ago for 
uh, what was it, yoga with wine or horse yoga, something like that. And a lot of people <laughs> from the, uh, what was it, I think it was the, the Indian community were just like, okay, that's not yoga. <laughs> that's that's yoga wine with horses it it was like wine and yoga and then it was horse and yoga and i think it was beer and yoga like they were doing all this combos with yoga and it's like that's not the practice that's not how that (laughs) works you know wow okay and it's it's it's, it's crazy like maybe if you want to personally do that at home like then my yoga now i'm gonna glass of wine but to hold a class and and like oh yeah haha like let's do this that's not it and and this is why exactly and and this is why i'm so glad to have these conversations where is you know us debunking we're having a conversation and we're explaining to people like hey look in some ways you're you are already doing this (laughs) right right you know i saw a video too today of like somebody literally doing baptism and then they tagged hashtag witch talk to like convince, you know, like, oh, all you need is Jesus. And I'm like, you know, baptism is like, oh, <laughs> which ritual? Like, it's like a pagan ritual of like cleansing yourself before to receive the the gods. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, you guys are so funny. Like, you know, and I, and I just think like, I'm like, cool. You know, you want to, you want to call it something else or you want to add something else onto the back of it to make it seem like it's not mm-hmm. that. Um, if you want to do that, that's fine. Whatever. But don't demonize the thing that you took it from. Right. You know, uh, you want to, like, like witches don't do baptisms? <laughs> Come on. What do you think a spiritual bath is? Y'all real crazy out here. Like, you real funny. Y'all real funny. All the types of stuff. They tell them to talk about manifestation, all this stuff. So y'all speak it into existence. Come to the altar. Right. Uh, you know, who wants to come to the altar today? You know, and, and the uh, anointing oils, ho- holy water. Incense. All these things. Yes. Incense, candles, you know. All these things, and and the, even the way that the form of music, you know, and that's uh, something that I always loved about church was the singing, because of how powerful the voice is, and, mm-hmm. and raising the voice together. And music is so powerful, and what it does to people. And I think that's why people flock to you know churches is because it's kind of a like one of the only places where you can kind of get that type of satisfaction, other than like a concert or a show by a professional mm-hmm. singer. But all of it, it's like, it's all spiritually uh, like a ritual, an incantation, a prayer. It all works, you know, all of it works. I think it's just another way of doing a similar thing, which is trying to touch and tap into divine energy and and to the divine, God, the universe, spirit, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it, that's up to you. But I think where shit gets fucked up is when people try to say like, my shit is better than your shit, you know, or, you know, you're going to this bad place when you die. Like, first of all, I am of the notion that there is not, there not only is, there is definitely hell exists, but that is here on planet earth. (laughs) You can (laughs) say it again right here. (laughs) You don't have to go anywhere. All inclusive experience. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, they'll bring it to your front door. Okay. You can experience hell right here. If God really wanted us to go to hell for our sins, he shouldn't have made us sinful, you know, off top. You made us, you designed all the shit, and then you also put in the little caveat of free will. <laughs> we were going to do our own thing anyways. You made us good and bad. You know, you, you put all these other things on the planet. You gave us magic. You gave us spirituality. You gave us the earth and nature and all these other things. We see animals in the wild are taking advantage of the types of things that we deem are evil. And do the animals judge themselves? No. They just understand, like, this is what it is. This is a part of the circle of life. And life will continue no matter what. And yes, there are some things that I'm like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. But also, if God really was trying to send us to hell for all this shit, he could have just saved himself some time. Because technically, we all would be going there. All of us. All of us would be going to hell if that was really true, you know? Because we, there's no way to not fuck up in this life. There's just no way. And it's not even worth thinking about what's going to happen to you when you die while you're living. Like, you, you spend all your time trying to do good deeds or whatever the case may be for a place you're going to go when you leave your physical body. Like, what? No! You're supposed to enjoy the fruits that was created by the universe. You're supposed to create and love this world and be a part of the the journey and experience the good mm-hmm. the bad the ugly everything in between you're supposed to be here be present and not worried about what's going to happen when you die cuz you don't know you're never going to you're not going to know until you to that time comes and when that time comes it's going to be too late anyways and <laughs> and what i know what i've what i've experienced is you know when i speak to people when i have mediumship with spirits who have left on the other side the one thing that is resounding across the board is that always, especially people who are just recently passed, they are like, I was not expecting it to be like this. Mm. I had no idea it was going to be like this. It's not at all what I thought it was going to be. You know, it's another plane of existence, but it's not at all what I thought it was going to be. And I was so worried about this moment and I'm, I can't even believe I spent so much of my time worried about it. Now I wish I could go back just so I could live my life more fully, not worried about this part. Mm-hmm. And we spend our livelihood, we spend our money, we spend our time, our energy, our heart, our soul, worried about what's going to happen when our body decays. That we don't have the spiritual experience that we came down into this world to, to, to have. You know, and that's why spirituality and magic and and witchcraft and all these other ancient practices are so powerful and have existed and prevailed for so long is because they understand that there is so much you can do here in this reality Mm -hmm. that you cannot do in the spiritual realm. That's why people come down, spirits come down onto this earth and manifest themselves as human beings so that they can have this experience. You know, let us not worry about where we're going to go back to. We, we've been there. That's our spirits already been there. We got <laughs> dropped off. Like, why are we worried about, we're going to go back. Like, it's okay. Be here in the now and don't worry about 
hell, you know, because you might just experience it right here. You know, if you're really, it's your job. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I'm like, man, I hope this is my last incarnation because people here are wild, man. I imagine my like mansion. I'm like, how did I get convinced to reincarnate once again? I'm like, it, like something must really be needed. Because I'm just yeah, I like, whew. I really think about that sometimes. I read a book about that and like how some people get asked to come back. I'm like, who convinced me so I could smack them real quick? Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm always like, like sometimes I'm like, oh, this is in my last time. Then I think about it. I'm like, oh, I might come back one more time. Yeah. And I feel that in my spirit. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm I'll like, probably come just back let me remember time. everything. I, I, I don't. I'm like, just please, always let me remember. Always yeah. let me remember. Let me figure it out. You know, and <laughs> and that's why I always think about and and I and I always tell tell that story is like because I did feel like in that moment when I walked into that room and I had that electric shock of the system Mm -hmm. that that was the moment that I remembered. That Mm -hmm. was the, that was the the time that I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh snap. I, Mm -hmm. I, I do have a purpose here and here it fucking is. And Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, I didn't understand the totality of that. And I, you know, I'm still living my life, but it, it it was like this, okay, I get why I had to go through all the tumultuous, ugly, horrible things prior to this. Mm -hmm. And I now one understand what what the, you know, my friends who were coming back to me were telling me, they were like, this is a catalyst. This is a good thing. Like, I know you're, I, I know you're sad. Like, obviously it's sad when someone dies, but like, also like bitch this is it this is it bitch like this is your moment like Mm -hmm. and i was like no this is you know this is awful i'm i'm in pain i don't want to be here like i can't even believe i'm experiencing something as awful as having multiple people die in a month's time different people from different periods of time in my life different ages you know none of them were the similar type of death you know, like it was all just different and shocking and bizarre. And I was just like, this is just like a joke. Like it felt, it felt like it was on purpose. And looking mm-hmm. back on it, I'm like, I don't know that I would have, I don't know that I would have made the changes that were necessary mm-hmm. had I not been through that situation. I never would have went to my friend's house if, you know, I wouldn't have needed to go there. Right. You know, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have experienced the full freedom of the alleviation of that had mm-hmm. I not been at that moment of despair. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have been hungry to research, you know, even if I went there and I had that, I wouldn't have been hungry to research that further if I didn't have just went through a period of time of not even wanting to be alive. You know, mm-hmm. that recharge and that resurgence of like, oh my gosh, this is out here. This is on earth. Right. This is available? And, and it's like such a relief to, I remember I wrote about this in my first book that like for when I was a, a kid, like maybe mm, nine, 10 to around 13 years ish, I just knew my family was going to be like, hey Tia, like this is, you know, us, you know, like I, I just felt like I didn't think it was magic. I, I just felt like it's like something, like something magical. And, and like in that space and nothing happened. And and when my grandmother, so it didn't happen until after my papa passed, he passed like a year and a half after her, mm-hmm. she came into my dream 
And she says, spirit has something to show you. And I saw a full moon and two crescent moons. And it was like, it was just so beautiful. I just described it all, all in the book. And that's when I knew like, oh, snap, I got work to do. I got two crescent moons there and one full moon. And so like, yeah, it's the, the freedom that came from that when something goes on in my life. And yeah, sometimes I forget like, oh, you know, T, you could have just, you know, done like a ritual or, you know, like something to help you with this. But when I remember, I'm like, wait a minute, remember who the hell you are. Right. <laughs> and it comes back and it's, it's that, that freedom, you know, that I'm taking responsibility. I'm not looking at anything externally and like, oh yeah, you know, the devil did this. And like I said, yeah, of course life happens. Of course, sometimes we trip, we fall, you know, but overall, I'm claiming this power. I understand what certain things happen. When people get, you know, a little, a little rude, I don't take offense as easily. I'm like, you know what? They're probably going through something. Or you know what? Right. I'm, I'm at this point now where that's not even phasing me unless they get like a little bit beyond them, themselves. It's like, all right. But you know, right. when it's like a small thing, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even worried about that person. You know, and, and it's just, it's just so amazing. Like, I, like, like you were saying, the freedom that comes with that. Then you walk into the world, you know, sort of like Michael Jackson and Billie Jean, you know, like you're just lighting up right. the floor, but you know, right. maybe it's glitter for you or something like that. And right. it's that, that it factor that no one can really uh, put together about you, but they just know there's something magical right. about you. And, and that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that, the beauty of being here and in, in this life is that there's so many opportunities to be surprised mm -hmm. at how beautiful it can get, how powerful it can get, how magical it can be. There's so many, so many ways and so many opportunities to just be astonished by life, you know, on the good and the bad side, you know? Um, and I think we have to remember that, you know, the, the power of being in this path and being in sp spirituality over, I would say, religion, which is a little bit more restrictive and, you know, controlling and kind of judgmental and harsh, the power of spirituality and, and taking responsibility for your own journey mm -hmm. is that you get to develop and shift and move according to the vibrations that are happening within you instead of being forced into, um, a certain way of being you right. get to develop as you are meant to develop as a, mm -hmm. as a soul and an entity. And the, the, the beauty of that is I, in my opinion, more fulfilling and more satisfying than having someone constantly be there to tell me like what it is I'm supposed to think, what right. it is I'm supposed to do and every aspect of my life. Like obviously sometimes I get lost and I need support mm -hmm. from people around me. But that's much different than, you know, I need you to tell me what it is I'm supposed to do. Otherwise right. I'll sit on my ass and not do anything, you know? Right. And some people um, are, are, they come in like that, you know, they're newer souls, right? And they, mm -hmm. they haven't been here that many times. And so they need somebody to tell them what to do because they don't, because they don't know. They just don't know. And that's okay. But I think we're coming into a period of time right now in our, in this world where that is going to not be enough. You know, you can't just expect someone to tell you what to do because now 
there's so much misinformation mm-hmm. <laughs> at all times. You hear one thing and then someone's saying the exact opposite that's supposed to be supposedly also a reputable source mm-hmm. saying something opposite. You know, there's such a giant gap in like what is true and what's real and what is being perceived and also what the narrative is that's being pushed Mm -hmm. that if you don't have a discernment or intuitive skills and if you're not tapped into what it is that you're supposed to be doing in this life it's going to feel like a ping pong battle back and forth back and forth being thrown all the shit that's happening in the news all the shit that's happening on the planet all this this and that or whatever the case may be like this year has been hell for some people and it has been a come up yeah. for other people for mm-hmm. that exact reason because some people buckle down and they and they put their nose to the grindstone and they redirected their focus towards what it was that they wanted to experience as opposed to what was being projected on them from the outside world and mm-hmm. i'm not saying like they were like neg like neglecting the injustices that were happening around them or they you know you know didn't believe that there was an issue happening in their country. What they did was they said, you know what? I'm going to be a part of the positive timeline and the positive Mm -hmm. source of energy that comes out of this situation to show that even in the midst of chaos and confusion and, you know, uh, pain and suffering, you can make something powerful mm. and beautiful and impactful and create abundance and prosperity in your life and not even be touched mm. by that energy. You know, I know people who have not, I, I don't know any person personally in my life who has been inflicted by Miss um, Rona. Um, and I, I don't know anyone in my life thankfully, who has been impacted by the injustices that are currently happening Mm -hmm. in our world right now when it comes to the police brutality and just the, you know, crazy shit that's going on. I'm Mm -hmm. lucky. I'm lucky to be one of those people. And I I don't take it for granted by any means, Mm -hmm. but I don't subscribe to the energy of like, I'm going to put, push off my energy, my focus into absorbing myself into exactly what powers that be would like me to be distracted with while Mm -hmm. they do other things because if i'm doing that i'm not fulfilling my life purpose and i'm not seeing the other signs and i'm not tapped into my spiritual guide doesn't mean that i won't protest it doesn't mean that i've not protest it just means that that can't be the sole source of my experience Mm -hmm. and if you know more power to people who to who protest more power to the people who are out there on the front lines helping with this situation but there has to be a switch you have to have a switch and spirituality is that switch that is the power of that mm-hmm. you know it's not a, it's not a personality trait it's not gonna allow you to you know if you're a shitty person you're gonna have to deal with that you know, if you're a racist or a sexist or a xenophobic, you're going to have to deal with that. Spirituality doesn't absolve you from those responsibilities, right. but it does allow you to pull back and get a full picture of the purpose of your existence here and what it is that you're contributing. And if what you're contributing is pushing uh, negativity and like oppression back into the world, 
Spirituality helps to rectify that imbalance in you. And it creates a shift in you that then impacts the world around you. Mm -hmm. And that's why people say, if you want to change the world, you change yourself. Yeah. And we're getting a great opportunity right now as a collective on planet earth to actually change yourself. What better way of doing that than literally the entire world being on lockdown, the entire Mm. planet being like pause, stop, halt. Now it's time to heal. Now it's time to, to stay in your space. Now it's time to work on you. It's time to face yourself in the mirror every day. Mm-hmm. And you're not going out. You're not getting these stimuli and this distractions that you, you can use as a way to avoid dealing with the fact that you don't want to be with your partner or right. dealing with the fact that you don't actually love this job that you've been in all this time mm-hmm. or dealing with the fact that like, actually you don't feel like you're valuable unless you're around a bunch of people who are hyping you up all the time, or you don't feel mm-hmm. beautiful or worthy unless you are dressed up and doing all this. You know what I mean? We started right. to see things about ourselves that we just were never going to see unless this thing happened. And some people took that energy and they were like, Oh, I know what this is about. Yeah. I see what spirit is doing right now on planet earth. And I, I am up for the challenge and I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide away from this. And other people were like, nope, nope, it's going to go back. It's going to go back to the way it used to be. It's going to go back. No, 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 no. You <laughs> <They> know? <wished. laughs> They're like, I ah! I, I am definitely one of those people. Like, I, when, when something bothers me, you know, enough, I will definitely speak up. And, and the thing is, so many people are afraid to take a stance. And this has been a time where I've been taking a stance more than ever. Like, I never had a problem with like once I got over being the the friend who wanted to be there for everyone all the time no matter what <laughs> you know because I was one of those people who just wanted to be like the best friend ever uh, once I got over that I'm just like wait a minute you know that's not right you know so this has been a time where I've been taking a lot of stances whether it's like backing off from talking to certain people mm-hmm. whether it's you know for, and who cares about some certain Facebook friend like sometimes you just you just friend people over time. But right. I want you off my newsfeed. I don't right. I don't, don't want to see point. your post you know? because your post is posted in an essay paragraph. And right. who the hell is reading this? Right. I'm not. Like, like. And and that's that's one of one of the things people really have to, you know, remember. You know, when 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 you're hexing, when you want to use protective magic, when you just want to just go out in the world, you know, take a stance for mm-hmm. something. You know, mm-hmm. take responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I believe in this. No, I don't agree with you. Yes, I'm speaking up for myself. And we have right. to get over that guilt feeling. We have to get over, oh, what is what what will someone think about if I do this? It doesn't I feel like the rock, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. You know? Because I think we really, what, mm. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I was gonna say we, we really have to get into that that zone. Yeah, we do. We have to get into a headspace where we're more concerned about taking responsibility for, for our actions as mm-hmm. opposed to just like, oh, um, what, what will other people think of me for doing this? You know what I mean? It's like, look, I think, I think at the end of the day, that question, if we're willing to take responsibility for our actions, is always going to rectify. Even if we're like, I'm going to do this fucked up thing, and but I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. The universe hears that, you know? Universe sees that and is like, oh, okay. 
oh, oh, you, you, you gonna take responsibility for your actions? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, do it, and let's us, let's us do our fucked up shit, and may let us do our fucked up shit for years, only to then be like, okay, we let you do your fucked up shit, bow, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and and hit us with that that you know backlash. But if you can take responsibility for your actions and you know why you're doing it, you know, uh, and, and you're coming from a, a wholesome place, no matter if you're, if you're doing it from a, a fucked up place or not, that type of energy is seen by the universe. And based off of where you're energetically at, when you put that energy out, you don't need to be worried. You need to be worried if you're doing it for petty reasons, but you don't mm-hmm. need to be worried if you're doing it to rectify imbalances and to create mm-hmm. balance where it is lacking. Mm-hmm. That is where the, where the, I think people know it as karma comes mm-hmm. in. Cause if you're just out here fucking with people and being an asshole just because yeah, that's gonna, that that's, there's karma that you're collecting. But if you're, balancing the scales for an injustice that happened to you that wouldn't have been rectified any other way there's not necessarily a backlash but to the backlash of the person who created the the injustice and the imbalance in the first place Mm -hmm. and i think that the universe supports balance over human ideologies of good and bad Mm -hmm. And because we're so far removed from that and because we want to believe that we're, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm a light worker. Not all of us are light workers. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not all of us are working like with the light and that's totally fine. And I'm, and I have friends that are light workers. I have friends that are healers. I have warrior friends and I would consider myself to be a warrior uh, friend as mm-hmm. well. I'm not that person. I'm, I, I come with love and light energy when I need to come with light, well, love and light energy. Right. But I also, I have two military parents, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know any other way, but to defend and protect the people around me and to love them and to take care of people who cannot take care of themselves. Right. As much as lo- light work is great. Light work is just not going to hit the way that defense Right. work is and we need everybody to play their part in this in this battle that we are facing against uh entities and powers that would like to see human beings stay mindless and numb mm-hmm. and trapped in the matrix that's the real enemy here it's not it's not the magic itself it's the people who want to keep the magic hidden those are the people yeah. we should be f- focusing are energy at being angry at or shaming because they would like for us to not even understand about our emotions about our bodies they don't Mm -hmm. want us to know about what's actually going on outside of this planet they don't Mm -hmm. want us to know any of those things they've created a system in which we are so lulled into comfort that we don't ever challenge or try to expand out of that and now it's 2020 and motherfuckers are like actually why not? Why not explore something else? Because all the other shit you guys have been selling right. is not fucking working and also is full of fucking loopholes and weird mm. ass shit that doesn't even apply to me as a human being. I'm actually open, which is why we're seeing a rise in people being open to spirituality and witchcraft and magic and all these other alternatives. We're seeing a rise in those things because people are tired. 
mm-hmm. and their brains like a switch has happened in the human consciousness that you know powers that be are like oh fuck oh, fuck like how are we gonna fucking bring them back right. and i think that we're past the point of no return there's mm-hmm. no way we can go back now the the leadership that's been in power creating a lot of toxicity the actual climate the Mm -hmm. what's happening with the planet you know just all all these things collectively there's just no way it's like an incubator for change and when you understand that as a spiritual individual and you understand it as a practitioner it's your job not to sit it's not it's not it's not the time to tell people like oh well don't do Painful <laughs> magic because it won't ascend to the higher timelines and you won't be able to. And it's like, no, this is revolution energy. Spirit literally made all this, like they set this whole thing up for us. This is, this is, this is the ascension. Mm-hmm. This is the ascension right here in this now, in now moment. And if love and light energy was all it took to make change, Look at history. Look at astrology. Look at all these things that have been placed in front of us. <laughs> right. None of that has ever been enough. You know what I mean? There's always been some type of a sacrifice or a price to pay mm-hmm. or blood, unfortunately, that has been spilled or people who have died in the name of creating that change. Right. Great leaders and influential uh, you know, people in our history literally getting assassinated mm-hmm. being killed as a as a sign martin luther king gandhi jfk these people are are people we worship malcolm x we worship these people and we talk about them endlessly you know in school books none of them had a happily ever after story the people who Speak were radically mm-hmm. changing our planet they got killed because right. they were too much they were they were so powerful and they were making such a sweeping change that the people in power had to kill them there was no other choice and now everyone is waking up collectively we're gonna clear all the people collectively gonna kill everybody oh wait is that coronavirus i don't know but we ain't gonna talk about it (laughs) yeah that's like when someone wrote uh oh you know uh you know dr martin luther king did it peacefully i'm like the, please, but please don't know? please don't please don't go down that route that but was they... some people's only post i said if that's your only post you're missing the point because he got assassinated please don't use him as an example of how people should protest i'm not saying people need to be you know burning down buildings but it's just like did that, that's your only post though <laughs> right but i mean it's like he was he was he was cool with malcolm x and you know how malcolm x was right malcolm x did not have a problem he was cool and also at the same time it's like yes he was taking a more diplomatic and pragmatic approach in speaking and using his speech and and things like protests and you know as a way and as a form to create change but also, like, look at fucking Gandhi. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who take a more radical approach. Mm-hmm. And are they any less influential and any less powerful because, yeah. you know, they set themselves on fire? Or, like, because they did whatever? Like, I mean, even JFK, he just dared to be a president who was not 
trying to continue to further this racist narrative and that got him killed you know and he dared to be a president that was a little bit different even just a little bit during a time where people were not ready to accept that difference Mm -hmm. and was killed for it and we see that time and time again and and i think that what we need to learn about especially about astrology i think a lot of people should get into astrology because it does show us the patterns of how things play out in history is we're in the age of Aquarius, but also we're in a period of time where there is a great opportunity for people to either become a part of this new world that we're building where people actually are legitimately free or they can stay in the old program and eventually uh die mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's not like die like we're it's like we're gonna kill you or someone's gonna kill you the way it's set up is those types of people they they get it when the collective is energy is stronger than the people who want to stay in the old timelines they get erased mm-hmm. they get erased and and we're shifting so whether it's a race like you physically die or, you know, your, your life becomes incredibly stagnant and you get stuck in a, in a timeline where the same shit happens to you over and over again, you will get a race as we change and shift. And so you see that right now is a time for people to be kind, right? And respectful mm-hmm. and, and educated and being educated is, is actually actually noble and attractive for the first time in a while um you know it's 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 something that people are looking for it's really important for you to be someone who's you know not necessarily all inclusive in that you're just letting any motherfucker in but you're inclusive in the ways that matter you're not judging people on their skin color or Mm. things that they wouldn't even be able to change if they wanted to like they're like you know i can't change that i came in with this genitalia i can't change you know or whatever and then are you inclusive with the fact are you can you coexist people who are different than you and it doesn't matter to you or do you need to be around people who are the same with as you all the time for you to be able to what be nice be successful be you know yourself like, what does that say about you? I don't think it speaks about anybody else but you. And I think these things are coming forward for a lot of people. You know, they want to say that they're inclusive, but the reality is, is that they don't really, those things are fronts so that they mm-hmm. don't get chewed up by the internet and mm-hmm. taken down. But it's yeah. like, if you're really about that <laughs> shit, why would you need to even be nervous about it? Yeah. You know, if you're not a, if you're not somebody out here sexualizing women and being disrespectful to women, you don't even need to waste your breath trying to prove that you're somebody that needs to do that. Ding, ding, your ding, life ding, ding. is a representation <laughs> of it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not racist. I have <laughs> one black friend, or my cousin's black. Says the person who literally is looking to validate that they're not racist because they don't have any other proof other than the one person in their life or two or three people in their life that they that are of those. It's like it's like you can't just use beings and human beings as validation for your for your character. That's on you. Mm -hmm. 
So show up as the person that you want to be or, or fix it, figure it out. And, 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 but, but don't be in the front loud. Like I'm not this, I'm not racist. Meanwhile, none of your pictures represent that. None of your pictures are diverse. The people you work with are not diverse. And I'm looking like, how how are you still getting away with not having diversity? Like it's not hard. It is not hard to have an event, to have people guests on a podcast of diverse backgrounds. For you know me to constantly see certain events where people look so similar, I'm like, no, you had to do this. There's right. no you way you had an aesthetic you were trying to achieve. Right. There's no way you can tell me, oh well, you know, it's just not many, you know, fill in the blank demographic in this space. That's a lie. That is a lie, yeah. you know, so I just couldn't find any black people. I just people. couldn't find any indigenous people. I couldn't find any black people. I couldn't find just, any Asian there's people. There's not any out there. They're, just they're like, missing. I'm like, <laughs> last I checked, black, black and uh, brown people are now the majority. Yeah, so, y'all really out. Like, we outnumber y'all. <laughs> so it, it, it is really interesting. And just to do a, a recap, you know, Baneful magic, hexing, protection magic, you know, everything under that umbrella. That's, that's like a, a last resort. You know, we, we practice discipline. Like I said, with right. my friend, um, I was in the bathroom and I, it just hit me. Like I had my hands on the sink, like, whoa. And I knew I had to protect them. And that's exactly what I did. And mm-hmm. now that person's no longer in their life. You know, but that came after many times of my friend communicating with this person and this person really did play off their kindness, you know? And so uh, that's something that we have to take responsibility for and understand that this does work. And if we are to do this, we really need to understand what we are doing. And in the process, we need to take a stance because there are a lot of misconceptions out there there are a lot of people that are on their, their high horse, or maybe they just been told something for so long about a certain religion that they didn't realize that their religion did a smear campaign on the old ways. Yes. And what they're doing is really just a watered down version of what we are doing. Ooh. So, you know, just, just really focus on that. It's okay to take a stance. It's not always easy. Yes, you will lose friends, but honestly, you're working towards a better life and with the internet you're gonna find friends like i found uh the glamour witch yeah and uh and i also listened to uh, i want to get him on the show but i know he's like he said he's a little shy marshall the uh, southern because yes. oh his voice is so soothing guys really oh my god so soothing like i want him to read everything <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. He's so amazing and so knowledgeable and just fun. Like, I, I feel like nice. I have a good time talking to him and I'm so happy that you could be there for that live. Cause I really do feel like that live was, a uh, oh, was something was special, you know, super special, super special. Like definitely when, 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 when Corona is done, I just feel like we all need to like meet up somewhere. Yes. I was like, like I'm coming to Dallas. I'm a, I'm gonna come see you. Right. Like, okay. And listen, I'm from Philly, and you know, Eagles and the Dollars, we got beef, so I'm just going to set that aside. I mean, I'm I'm always, I'm always, and and I'm like, I, 
I, I take it like in a in a like a lighthearted way. Like I'm not one of those hardcore like you know. Get right. you. I just like right. oh, dollars. Who called you America's team? Like <laughs> that's corny, you know. So you know. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm, you gotta I'm you gotta put them all. You gotta put them all. You, you gotta yeah, test you know, them. I gotta hold it down for Philly, no matter where I go. You know. Yeah, you gotta but, take them. <laughs> You know, but I just like, oh man, when this is over, we need to meet up because oh he, my god, yes, like, he's just so kind. I never get tired of his posts, and he's so I'm just amazing. Like, I mean, yeah. his TikTok is like, I mean, all his videos are just yeah. so aesthetically pleasing and right. so beautiful and knowledgeable, and he's just like. He's got so much flair and like yeah. beauty to everything that he does that it's just I want to watch everything. Like I right. like yeah, exactly. I want to watch every single video that he's made like four or five times. Like he's just he's so amazing. And then also he's a hairstylist. I'm like, uh, his hair is gorgeous. Okay, I mean like, his hair. Up? I'm like, sheesh. He's like a really... Vidal Sassoon commercial. I know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> seriously you know and pe- and i've gotten more uh messages and uh, like comments about our talk together than any other person that i've had on my on my channel and and people just love that video and i did too like i feel like there was a lot of really just powerful things and i think it's okay. too because we were talking about such a controversial topic yeah. which is you know something that every witch at some point even if you're just like i'm a i'm a white witch which is like all right uh you know uh even if you're at that place there is a moment where you're faced with Mm -hmm. that kind of like internal dilemma like am i ever gonna practice this am i gonna learn about it and people really love that and i and me and him are on the same page just like me and you you are it's just like look, you know, do what you want to do, but, like, also, like, don't just be, don't be petty out here. Right. Petty ass bitch. Right, exactly. And people say that about me, too. I say, you know, it's just, it's an amplifier. If you've been kind-hearted with $100 in your bank account and your friend is in need and you give them $30, guess what? When you become a a millionaire, you're going to do the same exact thing. But if you've been someone who's just, you know, nasty and cold-hearted, you're going to be a cold-hearted, nasty, lonely millionaire. Right. You know, it's just an amplifier. Money does not make people evil. It's, it's, It's an amplifier to what's really within them. Honestly, right. and you know, do some people go astray? Of course, you know, they get exposed to things that they haven't gotten exposed to before. It doesn't make them a bad person. But what I'm talking about is, you know, how people treat people no matter what. You know, that right. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and it really does. That's it's you and you have to understand too, if you're a practitioner, you're worried about someone hexing you. Um, look at who they are as a person, you know, if, if you don't, and, and, you know, also that's why things like divination and all those other things are really great because they do allow you to see like, is this a person that would hex me? You know, is this somebody who I need to be worried about before you just assume that that person is going to do something or give your power away. And also we can curse ourselves and hex ourselves with our words and the things oh, yeah. that we repeatedly say over and over again. I tell people all the time, stop saying things like that. Yep. Yeah. You know, we can do it to ourselves and have to clear that. And you'll have to do the same process mm-hmm. that you would do if someone were to curse you, you know, if you do an uncrossing, 
you can cross yourself up from the things that you say or do or who you hang around and the energy that you kind of keep. And you have to do the same process that you would do if, if someone had done that against you intentionally, mm-hmm. because our words are powerful and our energy is powerful. And it's mm-hmm. before we start to think that everyone is after us, we have to really take like inventory of our lives and, and how we're showing up. And if we know we're showing up negatively every day in the morning, first thing I'm thinking is something I'm angry, I'm frustrated, this is and that, like something's going on. Something, mm-hmm. There's a shift that's happening and something's happening. We need to make changes. So right. use responsibly. Yes. Yes. Use responsibly. Results may vary. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Any final words, Alexis? <laughs> uh, final words is if you guys are interested in uh, learning a little bit more about magic and spell crafting and, and really getting into like uh, properly like honing in your magic. I'm doing a master class and that'll be uh, next this next coming week on the 22nd of November. Um, and uh, if you're interested in being a part of that, I would love to have you there and I'll, I'll be going more in depth on, on things like we just talked about tonight, but also how to just make sure that your spells hit with power every single time. So yeah, I would love to see you guys there and thank you so much for having me on the show oh it was my pleasure (laughs) you know it's it's so interesting because it's it's nice to connect with people online and and to you know see them you know like the lives help like like i said i saw you on youtube and i i just saw that connection there um but yeah it's it's great to to have like-minded people. And I'm not saying we have to agree on everything all the time. That's crazy. But, you know, to just have that conversation, it's like, yeah, you know what? Let's talk about this because it's needed. That's great. I, I mean, I think stuff like that is priceless. Right. Exactly. Such a blessing. It really is. I mean, especially, especially in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just trying to get it where I can get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for, com- for uh, coming on the show. Yes. And for all the listeners out there, you know I'm sending you so many blessings. I'm rooting for you as always. And remember to be kind to yourself until next time. As always, Spiritual Trailblazer, thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.